Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake, uh, joined by Pastor Joey Hill at High Point Community Church. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. We are without Mr. Matt Ragsdale. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a little glitchy on my trigger there, but um, <laughs> I wish I had like a boo effect. <laughs> we are without I Matt. really thought you were going to play the clapping sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a better idea. <laughs> We are without <laughs> student pastor, worship pastor, Matt Ragsdale today. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that was way better. That was way better. Well, you know, we gave him the entire episode last time. Yeah. Yeah, he talked about worship the whole time. and Yeah. So he's not here today because he is a <laughs> loser. Because his ratings killed us. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm teasing. I haven't yeah. asked any. I haven't asked any asked anyone <laughs> if uh what they thought about that episode i have not either i really have not i mean because i would love to know what listeners were thinking as far as because that was very different. listening to the click tracks and that was very different than everything behind else. the scenes yeah, yeah than everything else we've done yeah. so far yeah so um anyway it got it did get me to thinking like were there other behind the scenes type things that we could, you know, make people aware of. Hmm. I don't know. Most of them will probably be boring though compared to that one. We- <laughs> <laughs> like today I'm installing a TV with a HDMI over Cat5 connection. Mwah, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's pretty boring. <laughs> uh anyway. Yeah. But um yeah, how about how was your week? Did you have a good week? It was a good week. It was uh, it was crazy, and uh, it but it was, it was good. You know, a lot of a lot of folks going in a ton of different directions and stuff. But yeah, same with us. Yeah. But uh, you know, isn't it weird how like when you sit down at the beginning of the week, all you can think about is what's coming up that week, and you can't even remember what you did last week. Oh, all the time. All it's the like time. every time I ask you guys, I'm sitting there thinking, I hope they don't ask me. <laughs> Because I have no idea what I did. Just a blank. <laughs> everything's, everything's a blur. It so, is a blur. It is a blur. But uh, anyway, I got something interesting for us. Okay. Say what? I've got to read this headline exactly as written so that you can appreciate. I think there's a lot of pun intended in this headline. Okay. This is from January 26th, 26th, 2023, and the headline is, Six Doctors Swallow Lego Heads for Science. Here's what came out. There's no way it says that. (laughs) Turn my computer around so he can see it. Okay, so there's a photo of all these little Lego heads. Like Lego heads, like the little yellow head that... 
pops onto a Lego. Yeah. But you read the headline at the top, right? I saw it. It it's says exactly it. what it I said. It says it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so what's your first? What's your first thought? So they're doing it, doing it as an experiment. So it's on purpose. Okay. Is that what you're saying? I don't think six PhDs accidentally swallowed a Lego head. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it gets pretty boring in them laboratories, you know. It's like a little bet going on. Yeah. Or so I shouldn't say PhDs, MDs. MDs, yeah. there you go. So when Dr. Andy Tag was a toddler, he swallowed a Lego piece. Actually, two stuck together. Quote, I thought, well, just put it in your mouth and try and get your teeth between the little pieces. The next thing he knew, it went down the hatch. He's now an emergency physician at Western Health in Melbourne, Australia. You, you know it's going to be Australians that do something it's crazy just, like this. <laughs> it's not like you can go across the street and check it yeah. for verification. Yeah. So here, here's essentially why they did it. I'll, I'll sum you the entire article because this article is... If you paste it into a Word document, it would probably be five pages long. Wow. It's really long. It oh, goes yeah. into a lot of detail. More That's than a lot want. of information about Lego heads. Uh, so the, the these doctors, they had to meet certain qualifications. Mm -hmm. They couldn't have had any type of previous gastrointestinal surgery. Um, let's see. They couldn't, they couldn't have an aversion for searching through fecal matter. <laughs> My God. This, <laughs> this not, thing just, just went not, off the cliff. It's, it's not. I mean, <laughs> but like you got to get to the to the, to actual, the reason, the catch. Okay, there catch. was no catch. Essentially, they did it because, as uh, as a physician in the emergency department, they encountered like a large number of these. Okay, parents coming in with a child that had swallowed a Lego head. Apparently, it's the most common thing that is swallowed at their particular emergency department. Okay. By children. Or I guess period, because children would be the ones that would swallow things. Yeah. They said that Lego heads was far and away number one, and then second was coins. Coin. I, I agree with that. Yeah. But Lego heads was, like, far and away number yeah. one. And so all six doctors volunteered to swallow them, to, for a few reasons. One was so they could legitimately test how long it took to pass. <laughs> and also so that they would... Can you see these guys with their phones? So, so that well, they can... <laughs> hit start right when it goes in. <laughs> well, just like so that they would know, like, does it take, you know, hours, days, whatever. And then secondly, um, so that they would be able to uh, reassure parents that are anxious when their child does it and because apparently they had so many of them that it happens that that they want to be able to say look i swallowed a lego head this is how long or i, I should say it in an australian accent but i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna go there uh anyway but they want to be able to say look i swallowed a lego head and this is this is how long it takes there's so much there <laughs> <laughs> There's so much there. I mean, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be able to say I feel your pain, but that's taking it to another level. Yeah, and that, but their whole thing was, and now they've had so many publications pick up on the story. But it was six doctors and all pediatricians that that work in the emergency department there in Melbourne, and so many uh, 
so many media outlets have picked up on the story and their whole, and that was their whole goal was to make, to get it out there. Sure. To get the message out there. So. To be reassured that this is, you know. So did they, I mean, did they publish their findings? Like how long does it take for a Lego head to pass? Uh, let's see. Yeah, they do somewhere in this really lengthy article. Mm. Uh, when I was in first grade, you do know that uh, I swallowed a quarter. Did you? I did. I was standing, I, a friend of mine had given me a quarter at lunch, and we were actually walking in line going back to class, and I had the quarter in my mouth because apparently I like the taste of metal or something. So it's just in my mouth, and next thing I know, I it just accidentally goes down and gets lodged in my throat sideways. And so I'm like trying to cough it up. It wouldn't go. I'm trying to swallow it to make it go on down. It wouldn't go. And then finally, this girl, it's always a girl right in front of you, right? She turns around and looks at me, and then she turns and raises her hand, and our teacher's name is Miss Stanford. Mm-hmm. She's like, Miss Stanford, Joey's face is blue. <laughs> oh, wow. And Miss Stanford looked at me, <clears throat> and like to hear her tell the story, because I ran into her many years later mm-hmm. when I was older, to hear her tell the story, it horrified her. Yeah. She said my face was like she had never seen a kid's that color and so she comes running and she knew the heimlich mm-hmm. and she was about breaking my ribs but finally it came out hmm. and uh so anyway i'll be bop on back to class she has another teacher sitting in our class so she can go to the teacher lounge and cry because <laughs> she's traumatized because she was traumatized by it so hmm. so How about that how about that? So the average was about 32 hours. So I guess some of them metabolize Legos quicker. <laughs> but, yeah, that was the average was about 32 hours to pass it. So here, here's my other question. So does that mean you're taking extra precautions or not precautions, but you're you're going through certain things or doing certain things when you actually pass it in order to be able to inspect it? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I like, imagine they have to like. I'm trying to. I'm trying to say it without. No, yeah, they got to go it. in like a bag or something every time. And then it has to be inspected. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to inspect it. Find that Lego Batman For head. Twenty-two hours. <laughs> Hurry, someone find Emmett's head. <laughs> Everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is not not awesome. awesome. There's so many jokes there. Uh, they, they, <laughs> so <laughs> apparently, but the, this article goes on for days talking about how much the different things that they see get swallowed, mostly by children. Right, and that was the whole point of the experiment was to bring awareness, but also to reduce anxiety and talk about uh, one. They they list all these kind of things that they've seen swallowed. Yeah, yeah, and that. There's there's very few that are actually harmful. Very few things that are actually harmful. Most all of most all the things that they see because generally children swallow things that one they can swallow, mm-hmm. and then two that they would have in their mouth to begin with. They're small enough for them to think, "Let me put it in my mouth." Right. And so uh, they said the one that they that they have seen commonly that is dangerous is, and it says because. And it makes sense because children will swallow coins mm-hmm. is they will swallow 
um, like wafer batteries, like watch batteries. Oh, because it's just like a really yeah, thick yeah. coin. Yeah, and they don't know what it is. Yep. And so they put it in their mouth and start moving around just like they do a coin. And if they swallow that, then it can actually uh, it can actually burn them because it, as it goes down and makes contact with the positive and negative, it can burn like inside their esophagus. It can burn their stomach lining. It can burn their intestines. So that one is an emergency situation. Yeah. So, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. We're just here for uh, the safety of the public. That's what we're I, doing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Now, I can't tell you how long it takes a quarter to pass, but I can tell you what happens when it gets lodged in your throat. Yeah. I'll have to ask my mom because I did swallow a nickel Yeah, when I was a child, and they didn't they, <laughs> they didn't do anything because I remember, I, I remember going, I remember walking up to her and her panicking because I held my hand out and, like, had some change in my hand. <laughs> and I pointed it like a nickel, and I, like, pointed down my throat. And she was like, you swallowed that? And I was like, yep. <laughs> I don't remember what we did. If she just called, like, you know, because she was a nurse, and she worked for a doctor and so forth. So I don't, mm. I don't know if she just called someone, and I don't know. They just determined it'll pass. It's, it's pretty amazing what kids will do with change. Mm-hmm. I'm driving into my driveway, and... Is this was many many years ago? You remember when I had the Toyota Tundra? Was that was it red? No, it was white. Maybe. And I mean, I'm telling you, like we just driven it off the floor, Dro- drove it home. The f- wife, kids, everybody's on the front porch. Here comes Daddy in the new truck. Oh, I remember I this. Pull in. Yes, I remember this. And it had been raining a little bit, and these little rugrats come running across the front yard and go through the mud, open up the door, come inside and yeah. get mud all over it. And, and I had, I had stopped and got something at the gas station. I had some already had put some change in the cup holder and Ivy was, she was, yeah. you know, young. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she just was like, Oh look, a CD player. It's a perfect slot to put change in. I remember this. I'm serious. I yeah. had never. Uh, I, I just want the listeners to know. To this day, I never heard one single CD play in that player. I didn't even get to listen to it on the way home, because by the time I got home, kids were like, "Change. That's a that's a perfect spot for it." So, <laughs> just young and dumb. Young and dumb, baby. Yep. Now she's just not as young, but I, I'm. Kidding. I can. I, I tell I'm you another Ivy. question. I have. If you hear that, Ivy, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It does make me wonder, though, like how many like lawsuits Lego has. Mm. Like, I I wonder if they're really insulated well with that. Well, I mean, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they because they got all the warning labels on their packages. Yeah. I mean, it's like you can't you can't pick up a Lego box. You can't. I don't think you can look at any side of a Lego box without seeing contained small pieces. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Because just because you make something small don't mean people can sue you for it because they do something stupid with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff Foxworthy, here's your sign. You remember that? <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like on the bottom of the, uh, what is that, the little, uh, you know, shade you put in front of your car windshield, you know, to protect your dashboard. Yeah. It's at the bottom. It says, please remove before driving. He's yeah. like, yep, here's your sign. He, he, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like all the <laughs> everything – Everything you buy now at the store is like labeled that way. You know, you go get cleaning products and on a big 
you know, giant a gallon of bleach, it'll say do not ingest, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. It's oh. like, I oh, mean, yeah. I know we joke about that. It's like at some point somewhere, but I think it's more about protecting themselves from frivolous lawsuits. Right, right. You know what I mean? Well, obviously, it, it doesn't scare people from Legos because when we were in Nashville, we went by the Lego store and you had to put your name on a waiting list just to go inside. Oh, it's it's crazy. It's ridiculous. People are stupid about Legos. Yes, because we saw we wanted to go in and see the Millennium Falcon that was mm-hmm. in there. Because, I mean, who doesn't want to see a a Lego thing that costs about three grand? You know what yeah. I mean? I was at somewhere. crazy. Do you remember when we built a Lego? Yeah. Building of our building? Yes. Our we, listeners are like, what? It was, well, I th- I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was Matt Hill and Taylor Huff built it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Because some churches will go out and hire a firm to build a rendering, a, a model of what something could look like. We use Legos. We use Legos. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and sent the two craziest people to buy it and figure it all out. And they did. Okay. It, it actually looked like the church with the towers and everything. It was yeah, really they did, cool. They did do a good job, better than I could. I was impressed. Um, I was impressed. Yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. But that, yeah. I, it's like, at what point is everything just going to have to be large round and rubber you know what I mean? oh yeah <laughs> it's like oh yeah it's not sharp it's not you know it's not hard you can't hit yourself on it and hurt yourself you can't swallow it <laughs> oh i i had this similar conversation with i think it was brownie's dad he was talking about brake pads mm-hmm. he said back in the day you could buy a box of brake pads and put them on yourself and on the box it just said goes you know like it was real simple it was like Goes goes behind the tire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. that's all it said. Like you yeah. didn't get any instructions or nothing. Right. He said, but go look at brake pad boxes today, and it'll say on there, "Do not eat." <laughs> it will say it on the box, "Do not eat." Well, and I'm like, that's insane. It's because all the solid brake pad companies like Callahan Auto are sell- <laughs> selling out to Zelensky Let's Auto Parts. Go. <laughs> And how many listeners picked that up? <laughs> so, uh, speaking of brake pads, let's talk about the sermon from Sunday. <laughs> Skr- uh, Screeching halt. Yeah. So, we started a new series Sunday. We did. It was called Insight. Insight. I-N-S-I-G-H-T. Mm. And, man, you just jumped right into, this, uh, right into the text before I even knew what happened. But it was. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, I mean, and I'm in. I meant that in a good way. It's like oh, okay. you know, usually I'm used to some sort of intro of yours. Oh, okay. And so it's like I got a minute to get my notes out and kind of get situated. Well, my phone, my phone out and get situated or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, man, before I knew it, you was reading Ephesians. Like, I was excited. <laughs> Let's get to it. It was good. <laughs> Ephesians chapter one, verses seven and eight. Um, I don't have that text. I just have that. Yeah. Because you were literally, by the time I got my phone out and started taking notes, you were reading that text. So. Yeah. What does that say? I actually, I actually added 9 and 10 to it. it. It was only, we only had 7 and 8 on the handout, but I did add 9 and 10 just because it was important mm-hmm. uh, to understand 7 and 8. But uh, basically it says this, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, um, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time 
to unite all things in him, things in heaven, and things on earth. So, so yeah, pretty quick after reading that, you got to one of the first things I'd made note of is, is and I'm, I can't remember exactly how you got from after reading the text to this, but you started talking about you your history working with Scott Dawson. Right. Um, and you were talking about having a conversation with him at, at one point and asking, uh, you know, what he, what was he most scared of? What, yeah, like, what, what was, was his, his greatest, greatest fear? fear? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he talked about, uh, you know, waking up one day and not, not being relevant, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember how we got to there, and I actually don't remember how we got from there to our next point. But the <laughs> points are good, and that's why I wrote them down. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, I think, I think you know the whole the whole idea of of insight mm-hmm. is really having true insight is is really being able to, you know, take what you're hearing and relate to it mm-hmm. in a deeper way, you yeah. know. And so, so I, you know, I, I think that that is probably you take somebody like Scott Dawson who mm-hmm. has to stand in front of crowds of thousands, and you know, like in some some arenas, like I was sharing, you know, in a major league baseball stadium or football NFL football stadium. That's right. Okay. He's talking. He's talking to a bunch of guys that are sitting there with beers in their hands. You I know? remember so he's now sharing the gospel with them. Yeah, and, yeah. I remember how you connected those dots. Yeah. So how do you how do you relate that? I mean, you know, that's what he's saying has got to connect, and and that's when I kind of was like, also, I did a sidebar saying, and we fully all understand that. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Right. You know, you and I can be as clever as the day is long, but it doesn't mean that it's going to get to the part yeah. of their of their inward self that it needs to get to. Yeah, it's the spirit, like the so. uh, timeless truth, timely method kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, because so, I said I, my prayer is that I'm timeless as well, but the only way that I can stay timeless is if I'm wrapped in the right. timeless truth of Scripture. scripture. Yeah, yeah, you said Scripture is the only thing that's time timeless. And then along the lines of what you just said in regards to the Holy Spirit, all of our tactics in communicating the gospel are pointless if the Holy Spirit doesn't trigger that response. That's essentially. Because so. without the Holy Spirit, it's white noise. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And and that's truly what biblical insight is. Mm-hmm. And only God's Spirit gives that to us. Yeah. Um, from there, you kind of went into... So that was like a strong intro, I felt like. So in the intro... I'm gonna give you an A. <laughs> I think you should. You should hit a button over there. Oh, really? I do. Okay. How's it? Is it? Uh, I'll take it. Is that it. good enough? I'll take it. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, the, that's what um, that you went into defining insight. What insight is? Yeah. After that. And yeah. I don't know if my definition that I wrote down. I don't. I hope this is pretty close. I said finding out something significant about someone. And it changes what you think about them. That's it. Was it good? That's it. That's good. You did good. You get an A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what insight is. And then from there, you went back to verse seven again. Uh, Ephesians one seven is uh, let's say I wrote I wrote this down. Insight into who God is because of verse nine. What was I talking about? Yeah. Um, (laughs) What did I write? Uh, Yeah, verse 7 is really um, kind of like the mystery that that Paul was referring to in verse 9. 
And it's a part of the mystery because he's really ultimately building. If you know the book of Ephesians, um, ultimately Paul is talking to Gentiles, but he's also trying to convince them and help them understand that they are now on the same level with Jews. Like, you know, like you have circumcised hearts. Mm -hmm. Don't, 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 don't think that you're less because you're not circumcised physically. And, uh, and so he, he goes into the whole, you know, uniting thing and stuff, but, Ultimately, the mystery is this mystery of the gospel um, mm-hmm. that had been, you know, hinted to to the prophets, and the prophets talked about this, uh, but even they didn't know what was coming, you mm-hmm. know. And so, so in verse seven, what the mystery is is in Him, which is in Christ, we have redemption through His blood, not the blood of animals, not the not the law um, that had been you know, given to the Israelites. Um, we have forgiveness of our trespasses as our sin according to the riches of his grace. Now that's, mm-hmm. see, the grace of God, we, we, we're so used to hearing that. But, right. I mean, coming out of the Old Testament, no, that's this is a, this is something amazing. This is something happening. And so I, what I said was, it you don't understand the inside of verse 7 if you don't understand verse 9 which says what Paul says, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. So God's great uh, plan and purpose, um, which was a mystery according to verse 9, was hidden for all ages through history up to this point and is now revealed in Christ. Yeah, I got all that, actually. Okay. uh, I just... I. It's having trouble recalling and connecting the dots because at that point I wrote down that you didn't say this, but you 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 said it. The verse said it essentially. That mm-hmm. insight is the gospel. Yeah. So I wrote, you know, this this is the part you said. You think we think we know God in the Old Testament until we read the New Testament. The insight that's and then I wrote down that insight is be, that's being revealed to us is the gospel. And then just because that mystery is out of the bag doesn't necessarily mean that that insight, his insight, is in our heart. Exactly. And that's where verse 8 comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Because verse 8 says, which he lavished, talking about his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. So insight is obviously something that, um, as I was about to get in, of course, you probably have it in your notes. I was about to get in breaking that word down, Mm -hmm. talking about what it is and Literally, the whole concept is, is you know, the question is, is not have you apprehended the gospel, but has the gospel apprehended you? Right. And um, and so, and the other thing is, because what we said with insight was, is that you find out information that changes what you think about God. And, but just because you, you get insight and it changes what you think about God, the real question is, is, has it apprehended you to the point that it changes what God thinks about you, you know, right. in terms of, the, you know, because a lot of people are sitting out here in our congregations, and I don't care what church you go to, they're sitting in the congregation, and they are, they have been to enough Easter's, they've been to enough Christmases, they've heard the gospel, they could probably do a decent job telling you, the story of Christ and why he came and and what he did and what was his purpose. Mm-hmm. But just because the cat's out of the bag doesn't mean that it's in your heart. Right. And so that's kind of, 
yeah. that's kind of where we were camping yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, and so that was kind of the the middle kind of meat of the message. And yeah. from there, when you shifted kind of three-quarters of the way through is when you shifted to kind of driving towards the end is when you started breaking down the word itself in and sight, like you said. Um, Two words, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I N and then sight. So insight, uh, in uh, essentially uh, denoting position. That's mm-hmm. something that we had talked about previously. Yeah, yeah. As part of the envision. Thing. Yeah, envision. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in um, and it's also about access. Yes. 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 In yes. uh, denoting. Uh, and, and what was the illustration that you used for that? I was well, going to write that down. Yeah. So like it, it denotes access. For instance, like say you're walking up to a gate and there's a security guard. Yeah, you're like, can that's I what get you in? Yeah, you and you're like, yeah, man, we're all fine. I've got an in with the security right. guard. Yeah. Or I I've got access. an in with the principal so I can tell you what's going on at the school. That's you know? right. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And then sight uh, being apprehension by means of the eyes. Yeah. That was the definition that you gave. Yes. Uh, I will say there was a funny moment to me. And so I was in the second service and uh, – <laughs> <laughs> I started laughing and uh, like, you know, inwardly to myself, not out loud where people could hear me, but because ex- uh, you were when you were explaining the word sight uh-huh. and you were giving examples and you were kind of rolling through through something. And I thought this was funny because I think it's like I understand. I understand. I mean, I don't know exactly how your brain works, but I understand what it's like to be in that position and be up there and kind of mm-hmm. roll. And you're thinking three, four, five steps ahead in terms of where you're about to go. Right. And then sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's almost like, all right, it, it, you're just assuming that people are going to get like the simple things there. But there was this moment in there where you were, you said, and tell me if you remember this, you said, finish my statement. I am an I, and there was no response. And you said, witness right like, like you just kept going like it like everybody echoed it back to you yeah everybody, but, oh yeah 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 that's what i mean but like i said i think that was because you knew where you were going oh yeah you know what i'm saying oh yeah yeah and yeah. so and you're dealing with a whole lot of different levels of this thing and they're just kind of tracking along and they're listening and they were following you they're, yeah it's not like yeah. you had like run off and left them <laughs> but when you said <laughs> i i started laughing because i said how awesome would it be if i screamed from the back of the room I am an I scream. I'm an I scream. (laughs) (laughs) Is it bad that I think of things that would be like, what if I said this, it would throw him off. Like he'd have to quit. (laughs) Isn't that bad? That's then there bad. would be a, no, no. It's not bad. Okay, it's, it's just the way your brain works, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, what can I say right now? They'd have to shut it down. <laughs> we're gonna ask the band to come out. Hey, what was that that you were going to do that day when I lost my voice? What was it? Oh, because I had like a train of people bringing me stuff. Like they were bringing me cough. <laughs> they were bringing me water. They were bringing me cough. I mean, people were like. The medicine de- cabinet. Hey, the deacons were just, it was, those guys were just feeling you, man. They were, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, they were just like, they were, it was hurting their heart. To it see was. How, it was making their eyes water. <laughs> you started coughing and you lost your voice. It and was it, gone. It was bad. It was gone. I had <laughs> to turn my back to the crowd. You sounded like Mike Farrell, like late night ESPN radio. I'm just up here preaching. Oh, the no. <laughs> but I no, you were whispering. You were guy. whispery. You were like, I, 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 it was bad. 
Yeah. It was it, bad. I had no for, voice. It was few, gone. But no, there was like a minute or two there of like silence. silence. I couldn't. I, like I said, I turned my back to the crowd. I had and to like, take my, because I have one of those head mics. And so I have to pull it away so I can cough or I have to turn it off. But to, to what Joey's talking about, guys, is we, it the next day or a few days later, whenever it was, we were talking about it in the office and you, I got tickled at how many guys brought you something. Like yes. it started with, I think, Secure or somebody walked up and handed you a peppermint. Yes. And then Brian Holderfield comes up and hands you a glass of water. Yes. And then somebody comes back and hands you like a bottle of water or, or no, a cough drop. Cough drop. And it, I mean, it just like it kept, just kept going. Yes. And I, I, I said, was like, I wanted to so I got a bad. new car. In that moment, I, I wanted to just like, if I would have had something, I wanted to walk up and hand him something random. <laughs> what was it that you said? Because I it, lost it. was it. about the fifth thing that you got that uh-huh. you kind of had that look on your face like. Y'all stop. Yeah, y'all stop. But you, you didn't have enough of a voice to tell them. Or be, you, didn't, you couldn't tell them politely. You yes. know what I mean? Because yes. you're saying it in front of everybody. Yes. And you don't want to come off like a jerk. It's hard to control a room with no voice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you don't want to look like a jerk. Yeah. So you're going to try to say it. That That's something that requires... Uh, <laughs> very good like oratory skills in that moment you know what i mean <laughs> but i remember what you said though I, you were like i was gonna walk up and hand you a hot wheel car and i would just i would have went Thank you, Blake. I know, but what, I appreciate this hot wheel What would have been awesome is if when I looked at you in like complete seriousness and just nodded my head, <laughs> like you would have lost it. You would have had to shut it down. <laughs> I would. I would have been like, y'all want to get out here early today? <laughs> it's just all y'all wanna, Everybody want to go home early today? <laughs> That's what it sounded like. How about like. them eagles? <laughs> everybody want to go home early today? It was bad. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Jeez. Anyway. Well, I'm glad you didn't say ice cream. <laughs> it it would have caught me off guard, but, you know, I'm a trooper. I'd, I'd have kept going. Okay. <laughs> but you were trying to get people to say witness. I witness. witness. Because sight is apprehension of the you know, something being apprehended by your eyes. And that's what I was trying to say. Like, hey, I saw you. I caught you. I saw you with my own eyes, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. of course, you got from that ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what got you into kind of the final point of talking about getting sore eyes, spiritually speaking. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you get that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to explain it? I'd like to hear your, no your take on it. <laughs> I mean, I understood it in okay. the moment, but it was one of those things that was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I could never regurgitate it. Oh, okay, I got you. Sorry, I know yeah. that that's no, not no, what no, you no, wanted to hear, but. Well, I, I think I think it was just kind of all coming to a head there yeah. with uh, you know you know starting out talking about you know hearing messages and sermons where pastors are using illustrations and parables and things like that. Um, you know, I know a lot of people. A lot of people are like, "Man, I just want the un- the unadulterated word of God. Just give it. Give me the you know right. Give me the meat. Don't give me the fluff." And but I mean, one of the greatest teachers of all time, the master of it was Christ Himself, and mm-hmm. that's why your your go- the gospels are full of, you know, illustrations of shepherds and sheep yeah. and sandals, you yeah. know, parables. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so 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 it makes a difference, and and that's why I said that about the Holy Spirit. Please understand everything I'm saying. 
you know, minus the Holy Spirit doesn't even matter, you know, right. but, but when the Holy Spirit's in it and, and you can connect on a certain level, like you feel like God's reading your mail, um, you know, those messages become, they become almost like food, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that a lot of people, and I hope this is an encouragement to, to those who might be listening today that, <clears throat> You know, so many times you come to church and you hear messages and you and and you're more concerned about how long the preacher is going to go than what the message is. Um, and or you're, um, you know, like I literally one time saw a lady doing her bills mm-hmm. while the pastor was preaching. Right. But w- during the worship, her hand was up and she was going all nuts. But when the time for the word came, she was doing her bills, like writing checks out. Mm-hmm. And I saw one one old man literally clipping his fingernails and they were shooting three pews over. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, what are we doing here? And I think what happens is, is you can come and hear the information but if you don't connect mm-hmm. with it, mm-hmm. if there's not, if the if the Holy Spirit doesn't flip on the illumination, flip on the switch, and it clicks, mm-hmm. that's kind of the word we use here at High Point a lot, have this aha moment with it, um, then week after week after week of that just causes you to have these sore eyes, man. Like you, you're trying to apprehend it. You're trying to catch what the pastor's saying. And, uh, and, and it's just like, yeah, you know, I'm just... You know, you're looking at your watch, like I'm ready to get out of here, and and you, you have no idea the truth you're missing, you know, yeah. and the and what God has brought to you that day because, you know, I mean, I'm not saying every pastor does this, but all the ones I know, they take it very serious what they preach. Yeah, like they 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 take it very serious that God led them to say that. Right. And so if that if God led your pastor to preach this message to you, and he's been preaching to you for years. Well, eventually, if you're just kind of getting information and no transformation and you're not connecting on a deeper level, which I think I said, I think I gave everybody Psalms 51.6, which is uh, mm-hmm. that inward part where God wants to put his wisdom and apply his His truth. Right. Um, eventually, you, you just get tired. Yeah. You get sore. Like, you get bored. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like when... Uh, I even shared when I was I, I was bored with church. I was mm-hmm. bored with the preacher. And when I had a baby in my hand, because I had four of them, when I had a baby in my hand, I, I would take the passy out, and the baby would cry, you know. And I'd be like, "Oh, oh I'm I gotta sorry, I got I got to go." And, you know, the baby's crying. I don't want to be disturbing to everybody. And and so so it wasn't until literally, seriously, it wasn't until. Um, Later on in my spiritual life, that I began to realize what it means to sit down and listen and hear the word of God taught or preached, and uh, and that whole thing, that mystery that's being revealed here in Ephesians. Right. That's that's when I kind of made the little line. That's a sight for sore eyes. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. That insight that is being revealed to you is 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 God saying, "I'm a sight for your sore eyes." Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we, we have people here all the time, and I'm not saying we do it better than anybody. I'm just saying, like, we have people all the time literally say, I've been going to church my whole life. I've heard that verse my whole life, but I never knew that. And 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 I'm like, well, first of all, it's probably not your pastor's fault, mm-hmm. you know? Right. It's not your church, your old church's fault. Right. It's, 
there's something different yeah. going on here. And that's and, and I just wanted our people to know that message was kind of like our way of letting them know we're praying that when you come here, you engage. Like we're praying that the Holy Spirit will override you and literally put you in a place where you can receive his word and feast on the food, on spiritual food that's being offered. Good deal. Boom. Mic <laughs> drop. Um, yeah, that was it. Uh, from there, we went right back into worship. Um, I thought, we're, we, you know what? We gave a whole episode to worship. We just ain't going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> sure. I'm kidding. I'm nah, kidding. They did great. I, they, I will say this. I'm going to... I won't say his name, but, you know, a guy that is not a big, like, expressive worship guy. Yeah. Sunday, I mean, he, he said, this was the first time that I almost raised my hand. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he, I mean, he was, he said the worship was so strong. The spirit was so strong. And, and, and man, you know, it's just awesome. And, you know, when I step off the stage there at the, for that last song, mm-hmm. I just stand down there on the front where the students are. Right. And dude, like, you know, I know, I know they're, they're bringing that worship on Wednesday nights and their service up there. And man, when they kind of cut that loose a little bit on Sunday mornings, yeah. it's kind of neat to be standing in the midst of them. Yeah. Yeah. They did it's a good, good job. Music. They did a really good job with music on Sunday. So, you New know, faces on stage too. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about bringing some music back on Wednesday night for my Bible study. I, I hadn't done that in a really long time, but I got a couple of sessions coming up that are going to be a little shorter, which I've been going, I've been trying to finish re- really early. For those of you who've never came on Wednesday night, we leave a lot of pad in the adult Bible study. That's kind of the catch all. If you're not involved in project 28, you're not serving in students. You're not serving in children's. Then the, our adult Bible study is kind of our catch all. Yeah. So, um, for anyone else that wants to come on Wednesday night. And so um, I try to get leave a lot of time over there, you know, mm-hmm. for people to hang out and fellowship. And I yeah. think it's good because it's like a room full of nothing but adults, and it kind of gives them some opportunity to really just chat with each other and stuff like that. Yeah. Seems like, I don't know, it just it feels healthy. And I'm not just trying to get out of teaching like an extra 10, 15 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a pretty lengthy teaching anyway. Yeah. So – but um, but we've got some time, and so with some even shorter ones coming up, I'm thinking about doing pulling some worship back in. So I think it'd be great. You know, one song, two songs, something like that. I think it'd be great. Fun. I'd love to see it turn into like a little prayer meeting or something. Yeah, as well. We've yeah. seen that. Mm-hmm. But uh, is there anything specific that we need to talk about coming up? Uh. I know we've got, let's see. Well, this Sunday is the 12th. So it's it'll the be 12th. Valentine's Day yeah. week. So uh, we got we got all we got some fun gifts. So make sure you come Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's done really good getting their shirts, um, their free shirts. Um, so for 2023. And just remember we we always wear those on the first Sunday of every month as we right. start a new series. I did have a lot of people uh compliment that the new shirts are really comfy. The uh, also I, I uh, was going to put out there, uh, uh, Tiffany. She has ordered us new uh, some sizes that were that were missing that we ran out of on the first day. So oh. m- you know some of the uh, larger sizes went quick. So yeah. uh, two X's and three X's. We'll have those coming in real soon. Yeah. 
anyway. and nobody needs to freak out because they're if you put on an XL and it was too small, you're like, I'm getting fat. No, these these are running <laughs> a little slimmer. They were made just a yeah. just a, a tad small, but a lot of people are having to go up one size. Yeah, but from what what I can tell, they don't really shrink. So okay, you've already washed yours. No. <laughs> That was helpful. <laughs> Did Some, you swallow the leg of <laughs> Somebody else told me that. Oh, okay. So. That's cool. I was. I said from what I could tell. From what I was told is what I should have said. Oh, okay. From what I was told, they don't shrink. Mm. So, yeah, I have not. Well, actually, I have washed it now. I just haven't put it on. Okay. Since it was washed. Gotcha. So, anyway. Very good. Anything else? Uh, No, I think that's good. (laughs) You look so much like Popeye just then. You closed one eye. I closed one eye. (laughs) Do you know how many people don't know who Popeye is? No, everybody knows who Popeye is. My kids didn't. I had to show them the face. So I found myself at Universal Studios last year with Jason Day, and I found out that he loves Popeye. What? Loves Popeye. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I do a good Popeye. I'm gonna have to show him my Popeye face. <laughs> He's a Popeye fan. Yeah. All right. That's so all that I got. Makes Carolyn olive oil. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Love it. All right. See y'all. See. Ya. Sandy Grevy.